0: to the podcast Unimagined, where current and former students share how they imagine education in schools could be regarding student leadership. We ask them to share about their experiences and offer advice on how we can all do better. When
1: we clear the floor of the obstacles, imagine what they will do.
0: In this episode, we meet Alex, a repeat junior who struggles with the rigid structure of school. He is an incredibly bright student who shares ideas on how schools can be restructured to accommodate bright students and those who need more one-on-one time with teachers. I met Alex as a member of my dorm, the leader for other students. I feel really lucky to have had the opportunity to have this conversation and many others with Alex this year. If you could start by telling me a little bit about who you are, where you are in education, and where you see yourself going in education.
1: I'm Alex. I'm from Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'm 17, and I'm currently a repeat junior. I previously went to Culver Academies in Indiana for my freshman and sophomore year, and then went to public school back home online for the fall trimester of my junior year and then came to Brewster.
0: For that brief moment of time, why public school?
1: I didn't have the level of academic support that I needed at Culver and had a really great opportunity to participate in a home building program back home. So unfortunately, because of COVID, it was all online. But usually, you learn how to build a house from the foundation all the way to plumbing and electrical and finishing. So that was a really great opportunity, even though it wasn't a perfect situation. And I just kind of needed the time to figure out where I wanted to be next. I definitely knew that being at boarding school allows me and my parents to maintain a healthy relationship.
0: Thank you for taking the VIA character survey. Can you talk a little bit about your leadership qualities? Were there any that surprised you or what actually stood out to you?
1: Love of learning. I've always enjoyed going deeper into the content that I'm learning in school and more specifically is found it much easier to learn if I have a connection from the stuff I'm learning to the real world. I've always liked learning, but the aspect of school learning and going from the classroom and then continuing to have to do work while at home has never been amazing for me, just cause when I learn something, I do a pretty good job of just picking it up and understanding. So homework has always felt like busy work. I think as I've matured, I've like come to understand the point of it, but definitely I've always felt like if I understand it already, why should I be wasting my time doing more of this work that isn't really helping me gain a deeper knowledge and is just a repetition of stuff I already know. Do
0: you feel that you've had the opportunity to really develop curiosity and or do you think that in classes we move on too quickly and don't let the curiosity sort of
1: build? I do think in a lot of cases it is like learn a thing and then move on to the next thing to learn and not you're especially interested in this. Why don't we dive deeper into that? I think that also is an issue just with the way that classes are structured and that it is a group of people, which I think in some ways better because you're you're learning within a group of people and it makes it easier to engage. But it also doesn't allow you to stop at points and dive deeper into a subject.
0: Also, do you think the confines of time slots of classes so
1: at my elementary school we just had one teacher and in that case that in some ways does feel like a better way of learning because it's not like you have this teacher for a scheduled amount of time and then you have to go to a next teacher when you're with that same teacher the whole time you're able to stop on something for a little longer and then go to the next thing after you're done on that one subject or topic. I think with having multiple teachers and as the subjects get more advanced, you really have to because there isn't really a way that it can just be one person to teach you English, chemistry, calculus, and physics.
0: We structure school in a way to be equitable, for every class, but we don't structure them to be equitable for exploration. So you have calculus for the same amount of time as you have chemistry, as you have for English, as you have for history. Why don't we have the flexibility and we can't because, well, I need to move you to the next class. Yeah,
1: so I can bring in a new group of kids to right, teach. to
0: get them that same yeah. experience. But it's bringing up a question in my mind. Is there a value in letting classes have flexible timing?
1: I definitely think that if I was designing, you give each class period a three-hour block, the teacher doesn't necessarily need to use that for slotted Time period, but so you only use an hour, an hour and a half, then kids can have an hour to do their homework in class. I know for me, if I'm given an assignment for in class, it's much easier to get that done because I'm in that mindset of being in class and doing work. Whereas when I get home, it's my space to relax and reset before the next day of school. So definitely that code switch of being in class. Even if you, so you have three hours, you only use an hour and a half, that next hour and a half can be used for getting your homework done, which in this case would be done in class. I might get done at school at three, but out of school time, I'm still working on homework for two to three hours. I don't think I would mind if the school day was two or three hours longer if I then got out at five and then was just free for the rest of the day and didn't have to do stuff out of school time.
0: I think of having that flexibility of having a block of time that's longer and three hours, maybe I get to use that time so creatively. You're done in an hour and you've done your additional work, but needs more time with me he doesn't feel like he's...
1: Taking up the time from the rest of the class.
0: Or having to find yeah. the time where we're in common. Yeah,
1: and I think that extra time, maybe another kid is okay with doing a little bit of work out of school, but does want to dive deeper into a specific thing, and that gives them the ability to talk with the teacher in a, if there's multiple kids that want to dive deeper, or just him uh, has time with the teacher that is scheduled with that teacher already, where they are able to go deeper and into that subject and allow someone to be more curious in a subject that they are more interested in and probably know that they are going to go into in in their later life.
0: I think what just sort of triggered in my mind was how we Structuring schools the way we have, it implies that we don't trust students to use their time. We don't trust teachers to use their time efficiently or effectively. So we're going to structure each school day so that we can monitor and micromanage what happens.
1: But then we're still giving the students this work out of class and saying, oh, you need to manage your time well enough to get all this work done out of class.
0: Do you feel that homework is now authentic, effective learning, enhancing your understanding of of a topic, or do you still feel like the purpose of homework is time management, structure, and busy work?
1: I think in some cases it is something that is an expansion but for the most part, it's not an assignment where it is, oh, go and look at this thing that I haven't taught you in class yet and try to figure it out. And then you don't need to do the whole thing, but come to class with a question. That engages the curiosity aspect of making a student want to learn instead of being forced to learn. You say, look at this thing that I you have no idea about, or you might have a prior knowledge about it, but I haven't taught you anything about And try to figure it out and then come to class with a question and whatever you could figure out then we'll look at it together that would be I think a better way of homework rather than how the majority of time is now where it's I'm gonna teach you this thing in class and then we're probably also gonna do problems with it in class and then I'll just send you home with more problems of that same thing that we did in class for me I generally pick up up quickly. So by the time I'm through with the problems in class, those problems out of class are doing me no more good. It's just a repetition of something I already understand.
0: So is there a penalty for not doing your homework? Yeah. And do you think that that penalty is effective?
1: Yes and no. I think it's effective in the way that it's, encourage you to get your homework done. But I don't think it's effective in creating curiosity.
0: If you could be in charge of what do I do in terms of evaluating if students are doing or not doing the work?
1: Obviously, the straightforward answer is just whether they're doing the work or not. I think that's where it's difficult to judge because I mean, I can put in very little effort into the work and still get all the answers and spend 30 minutes on it because it's something easy for me. So I haven't put in effort into the work, but I get all the answers. But then someone puts in two hours of work on the same assignment and is really struggling through it, really is putting effort into it and trying their hardest, but it's just something that they are struggling with so they don't get it right. I've put in significantly less effort in a sense than that other person but they are they are being penalized for not understanding it
0: i feel as though homework is practice and if you need the practice you will do the practice and if you don't need the practice then you shouldn't have to do the practice and I shouldn't be evaluating homework because of what you just said. How do I know? I'm not sitting with them. I don't see the effort that they're putting in. How can I assign a grade? I'm kind of... For effort. Yeah, or even just completion. I used to just grade for completion on homework. Did you do it? Didn't you do it? And then I even stopped and I, and I pulled back even further. And I really just let students do what they need to do. And yeah. you as a student in my class... I would be talking to you about you don't need to do everything because you've already have mastered this content. Let's go for those questions that are more challenging. I think that's one of the things that I wish teachers would do some reflection on is what we assign students outside of our classes. What is the objective, the work that we're asking them to do without support, without our guidance, without collaboration? Yeah, I think In boarding school, I think we're really lucky. Students have each other living in the dorms with each other. So there is that opportunity to collaborate. I
1: think the aspect of the effort we were talking about, it's really hard to grade effort. Going back to those longer class periods, allowing students to do work in class gives you a sense of their actual effort.
0: In education, we rarely check in on the policies that we make and the decisions that we make to students and their students are never engaged in the process.
1: It f- very much feels like a backwards mm-hmm. process because of course there's going to be things that a faculty member is in a better place to make a decision on it. But are you taking into account how it affects the actual people that it is affecting?
0: We- unilaterally made decisions in education about how we were going to do school in COVID.
1: COVID shined a spotlight on those issues. The options were absolutely limited, but I know for me, online school was train wreck.
0: I think we missed an incredible opportunity to reflect on what we do why we do it, yeah, and the impacts. And now we're moving back towards where we were before COVID. And some people are taking the lessons that were learned in some ways, but nobody's having the conversation.
1: It was essentially eight months or whatever it was that, and said, how can we improve what we're doing in this place? And it, it just felt like there was no no ability to be creative
0: and no thought behind yeah it was like well here's our limitations here are the this is all we can do
1: i have vivid memories of having conversations with my friends saying we think that a group of teenagers could come up with a better plan of doing this than a school board has done
0: i keep coming back to this why are we not talking to students about their experiences. Yeah. I know that there has been opportunities for some students to engage, but what do we do with their information? In insecure season, does that impact your ability to be motivated or unmotivated for school?
1: I think being in season, it has a positive effect and a negative effect because it's obviously a, a bigger motivator. I need to stay eligible and stay on top of my work so I can play but then at the same time I have practice every day and that I'm tired and trying to get dinner and then get all my homework done so it's a limitation of time for that motivation so it's it definitely is a, a challenge at times to manage my time to be able to get all my work done
0: yeah. And that goes back to your statement earlier about, you know, I, I was in school all of this time and now I also have to do one to three hours yeah. in addition. And I think that's where we in education are failing a lot is that we're limiting your opportunity to find freedom and yeah. to feel maybe feel a little bit bored. You know? Yeah. But make connections with people, build skills. Tell me what it means as a student to hold others accountable. Do you feel like you have the capacity to hold your peers accountable?
1: I do see more people be more accepting and being more comfortable with who they are. But I think in private, it is definitely still. A lot to work on. Hmm. I've always been a person that isn't afraid to speak up and say what I want to say. I think that also lends me not being afraid to call my peers out or even faculty and attempting to hold those people accountable. Whether or not you're a student or a class president or a faculty right is right and wrong is wrong and those expectations shouldn't be different for different people so i think just people being more respectful understanding and just not judgmental of other people is really not that hard i think if people just put in a little more effort, and are called out on their wrong and hurtful actions, it can make a big difference in change. The more people that are calling people out, that person isn't going to say those types of things around that person anymore. So if someone is calling people out for the wrongful things they're saying in every situation, there's going to be, it's greatly decreases someone's comfortability of saying those things ever.
0: Give some advice that you would give to teachers.
1: Holding students accountable. I think everybody has a right to their own opinion. Some people's opinions are not wrong, but are hurtful. Whether it's, it's a simple calling out of the person in class and then maybe a longer discussion with them outside of class could be the best way of doing that.
0: Do you have some advice for students?
1: Speak your mind. Ask the tough questions. Don't be afraid to say what you want to say and be who you want to be. I think there's so much that is held at such a high value and kids especially take so much judgment of their peers into account. Just be who you want to be and... Be your most authentic self.
0: Do you have any advice for administrators or school boards and, and decisions that they're making about education and schools for
1: children, students? Take into account students' opinions and talk to students. Try new things, try implementing suggestions of students, and maybe it doesn't work, but you don't know until you try, be open to new ideas. Be curious. Don't be afraid to implement something different because might just improve the learning of everybody.
0: That's a great thing to end on. The idea of curiosity and yeah. being curious was so clearly <clears throat> weaved through the entire interview. I thought it was, it was really insightful how often curiosity came up in our conversation. I really want to thank you for this interview and your time. And
1: thank you for um, talking.
0: Yeah, it was really, really great. Thank you for listening to another episode of unimagined. I especially enjoyed the conversation Alex and I had on the value of homework through my own journey as an educator. I went from making sure I assigned something every night to watching videos before the class time to using out-of-class time to be for whatever was not completed in class. What was something this episode brought up for you? Remember, share the episode, comment on an issue you think I should ask a student, or help me connect to another student. You can follow me on all social media platforms at peersnotfears. The theme music for this podcast, Unimagined, was written and produced by another fellow educator, Keith McClendon.